0: Week 1 is dead and gone. We are into the MLS season now. We're here with Sir Alex. Sir Alex, say hi to the people.
1: Hey, hello everyone. Great to be back again.
0: Thanks for joining in and watching IED Sports MLS coverage. We're going to get into the games and we're going to get into our week 2 predictions. I did real well yesterday. I did real well with those Sunday night games. I told you my upset pick of the week was DC United. They were going to stun Atlanta at home, and they did. They shut them out. The only shutout of the week, Alex, only shutout yeah, of the-, the week.
1: Brad Luzon, what are you doing on that second goal? Wow, what a gaffer that was. Yeah, DC United was a very impressive opening day. Atlanta put, you know, almost, uh, had a lot of starters in from the Champions League. It's still going to help them.
0: And uh, Bill Hamid said before the game that he was better than Guzan and everyone was laughing. And then it turns out he's got the goods in that one game. Yeah, anyway. and
1: was, yeah Bill Hamid's still bitter about the you know, uh, U.S. national team career. But uh, Guzan, if you want to be a backup goalie for the U.S. national team, you cannot give up goals like that. That was... Uh, Inexcusable,
0: really was. Yeah, and that happens. I, I obviously won on my parlay last night, DC United and LA, so we're making that money already. But before we jump dead into those games, let's talk a little bit about takeaways from Week One. My first one. I have two new favorite MLS players, and the first one is Jordan Morse, the twenty-four year old from Seattle. We got to see him have a great game two goals in his first game back coming off an ACL tear and those things can can change your career it's not what it used to be ACL tears are a little you know it, it used to be a career ending injury but he had that surgery everything came out great netted two goals also really cool when I was uh, looking him up I found out he has type 1 diabetes he actually has a, a tattoo on his arm that says T1D and you know he 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 works with that a lot which is is a really cool kind of a nice uh thing to add to his character uh what do you what do you take away from jordan mars uh two goals in his first game back
1: uh seattle really needs him to step up this year clint Dempsey's retirement and the kid just went in and he just bossed everyone around two good goals uh he was very active he's a classic poacher uh you know the form will come i mean he's been of he's been out of the league with the injury for almost a year but uh he looked very good this week, and uh, again Cincinnati, new team in the league. Their back line needs a lot of work. You can tell them their first goal they scored in that game. The Swiss international Pachonny, what a what a blast! To welcome into MLS. I but mean, the, the story was a The rocket. story today is, like you said, the story is Jordan Morris and you know Victor Rodriguez in the midfield was was controlling everything. He was fantastic. Uh, Nicholas Adera was very good. Uh, They're going to be. Seattle's a definitely contender for MLS Cup this year if they stay healthy.
0: Absolutely, and and they're going to be every year. And that's a tough place to play. I don't care if you're playing football or the other football. When you go into Seattle, they bring the fans there.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a it's a a, almost a fortress. You might will if you think about it. The fans are loud in your face for ninety minutes. Uh, And and it helps the team out. You can tell at home scales, a very, very difficult team to play against. And we showed this past weekend.
0: Absolutely. And my other favorite player to watch. um, I mean, this guy has everything. He has skill. He has hustle. He was running all over the P field. He's important to his team and he has the best beard in MLS. You heard it here first, Johnny Russell. Um, He's a winger for SKC um, came last year from uh, Derby County on a three-year contract, 10 goals, 7 assists last season. And during that CCL game, he was working his back off, and when he got the curtain call to come off in Toluca, he gets a standing ovation by the away crowd. What do you take away from uh, Johnny Russell there, Sir Alex?
1: Uh, We talked about it before the show started. To me, he's like a a better Luke Rogers, the ex-Red Bull legend we've had. An agitator, a guy you want on your team. He's feisty down the wing. He fights for every loose ball. He chases the goalkeeper down when he he has possession, trying to get rid of the ball and the defenders. Uh, He's not afraid to take guys one-on-one. He's a great teammate. Uh, You know, just like you said, this guy, is. uh, you want him on your team.
0: Absolutely, and I have to ask you a question. We talked about um, a similar bearded player last night and and i know you're you're a big nfl guy too julian edelman or johnny russell best beard in sports who's your pick
1: wow that's a tough call there but johnny russell right now i gotta leave with the soccer guy i mean that is that's a lot of work he puts in it has to be to look that good
0: i it just gets gross afterwards i go to the gym and i have to wash my beard twice okay Another storyline that we missed last week when we were talking about winners and losers in the offseason is Raul Ruiz Diaz from Seattle Sounders. He's the big loser because since Al Marone went overseas, he is now Bob's certified ugliest MLS player. He put in a workload during their game this weekend, but man, he, he is just awful to look at. That is uh, Bob's new certified ugliest player in the league. Uh, you're welcome. And thank you, Miguel Al for leaving the United States. Philly versus Toronto had an, an interesting storyline in that midfield matchup. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Michael Bradley stepped into something. He had two goals and they beat him 3-1. to one. Uh, Marco Fabian's debut as a DP for Philadelphia, you can see he had a little bit of rust on him. You can see signs why he's a DP, but he still needs a little work there. Yeah, He, uh, he with, was which,
0: playing hard for sure. And uh, Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. The, the the connection there that I kind of wanted to bring up was uh, – Fabian plays for the Mexico national team, and Bradley plays for the U.S. men's team. They have a long history of, of no love lost between those two men, and we saw them go at it a little bit, got, got chippy at points. But I think uh, uh, yeah, Bradley actually walked away with a smile on his face because here's a defensive midfielder walking away with two goals.
1: Absolutely. Uh, they, those two were yapping and battling elbows and kicks to the back of the Achilles the whole game. But uh, they're both very competitive guys. They're not going to back it down. Uh, one thing that stood out in this game for me with Philadelphia, they sold C.J. Sapong or traded, we should say, to Chicago to go with Corey Burke up top. To me, he was non-existent in this game. He he uh, he his was first not. touch was off. Uh, if, they, if they're relying on him to be their, the scorer this year, they're in a lot of trouble. He he, he uh, reminded me of season, actually
0: a player that I like with a lot of skill, and that's Mihailovic. And he, he reminded me of him in the fact that during, do you remember that last game where he played for the U.S. men's team against Costa Rica? And he, he was one of the most skilled players on the ball, but any time he got touched, he got thrown like a rag doll. That, that's what Burke looked like to me a little bit.
1: Hey, he looked, he's soft. I don't know, maybe he doesn't like the cold weather. Uh, I don't know what it is, but if they're relying on him, like I said earlier, to, to be their main leading goal scorer, they're in a lot of trouble. Uh,
0: absolutely. So yeah. Um, I guess we can just jump right in. and and go a little quick recap some of the teams we've already talked about, but this is Week 1 MLS. First game, Philadelphia Union at home against Toronto. Toronto 3-1. We already talked about uh, two goals from Bradley. Um, Anything else there?
1: Uh, There was a controversial penalty kick call. I know they went to VAR, uh, which Andrew Blake ended up saving anyway. Again, it seems like the uh, VAR and the penalty kick thing, sometimes they seem they're cut and dry, but they're not. I know we're still working through the VAR system. Uh, another stat I noticed in this game, Toronto in the last five years have only converted on 65% of their penalty kicks. Wow. I, 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 I can't understand that statistic. That is, I, I don't know if it was Josie Alcador, who's turn is next time, but – they got to work on that. They it, missed one in his game. It, also, it, it
0: didn't look like a real penalty kick. It looked like guys joking around before a game. I think he hit it with the side of his foot. It was like a like a he tried to pass it in the net. Yeah, they, I it think just, it was Jonathan Azorio. Really oh, man. they
1: picked Jonathan Azorio for the shot. It was basically a pass. To go. Andre Blake's a great goalie. He's top five in MLS. I mean, that 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 saves you know. Was, it and, wasn't that hard. And they're like, not the getting. was good at all.
0: They're not getting any better with uh, Tyler Boyd in in the striker position now. You you have to imagine he takes more penalties and he skied that ball last time. So not looking good for penalties in Toronto. But they get three points on the road in Philly. Um, we got to move on yep. with the two two tie. Orlando City against NYCFC. A game I watched very closely. That ball was bouncing around. NYCFC had a 2-0 advantage at the half. Orlando came back and tied it. What do you take away from this game?
1: Yeah, yeah, up 2-0 on the road, New York City FC. Goes by a 4 in Alexander Ring uh, right around the 45 minute. Looked like NYC was in cruise control, but then in the second half, uh, D.P. Nani came in and Dom Dwyer came in, both didn't start. Seemed to spark the team. Uh, they came back and battled. They got you know, two goals from Muller and Akindeli late to tie it. Uh, New York City FC, I got a question. They're back four again. That uh, seemed like to be a problem again. You're up 2 nothing on the road going into the second half, and you only settle for one point. It's got to be disappointing as an NYC FC supporter.
0: Very, very rough there. Moving on, uh, Red Bull's under-20 group played against uh, Columbus Crew. They're obviously rest- – they were, I think, the only – ccl team to rest a majority of their starters during this opener and it's because they have confidence they went into columbus tough place to play you've been there right you've been to columbus
1: yes i have great soccer time great stadium
0: and they went in and took a 1-1 result they they took the tie on the road um you'd have to be happy as a red bull fan
1: yeah i mean we have red bull we have red bull two, and looks like now we have red bull b1 and that's the team that played this week uh mostly the starters on the top roster uh some take with this game uh Tassaris in the defense midfield stepping in for Tyler Adams' spot. He looked he good. Looked very good. He looked good. Very good. Very good. I mean, it looks like we got a starter down the line going forward for the Red Bull. Well, he, To me, he reminds me of Tyler Adams, and he plays the same position. The one thing, thing I like about Tyler
0: Adams, and people don't realize how little he had the ball at his feet. He was the quick turnaround guy. He would get a pass, and he'd just redirect it. And sometimes that's all you need. He was tracking back and playing great defense, but just getting rid of the ball and getting it into your playmaker's feet Really, really good stuff from this young Red Bulls team.
1: Um, oh, talk- the Caceres kid, yeah, the Caceres kid to me looks fearless. I mean, he didn't look anything scared, which is very impressive. And get- the result, you know, uh, Omar Fernandez, the first round pick, a homegrown signing, played, was played up top by himself. He held out. he was fouled a lot because he'd hold on to the ball, he was back to the goal, and uh, held possession. Again, he looks like a keeper. Uh, another great job at the Red Bull scouting department and getting his in getting this kid into camp and-, and into the first team.
0: Yvonne um was right up there. He could have had a second. He he scored on an offsides call. Um, really could have been good stuff. And Red Bull, look, they could have came away with a result here. Um, but I think they'll be happy with a tie, resting their starters on opener away in Columbus. Again, difficult place to play.
1: Yeah, and, I think Columbus with the new with the new coach Caleb Porter. I think they got to be disappointing. New ownership, new coach. Seeing Red Bulls putting a, basically a B squad out there. I mean, they came back to tie it, but you know they easily could have lost that game.
0: Absolutely, moving.
1: Yeah, Columbus, you should be a little disappointed at that start.
0: Absolutely, we're going to move on um, to one of the first warm games of the weekend, and that was the New England Revolution heading into FC Dallas to take a 1-1 tie. What were our big uh, results from this game?
1: Uh, The new DP from New England, uh, Carlos Hill, tied the game in the second half in the 57th minute. Uh, FC Dallas has a new coach, some new players. Michael Barris led, you know, led the scoring in this game to take a one-nothing lead. I mean, it was a fair result. I didn't spend much time on this, to be honest, watching the game. Uh, but dude, this Carlos Hill, the DP for New England team, he's very creative. He he, he can score, so they have something uh, positive in him. Looks like going forward.
0: Moving on to one of the colder games of the year, um, Portland Timbers went into Colorado to play the Rapids and took a 3-3 tie. A lot of goals being scored, a lot of interesting stuff. This Colorado Rapids is is a new team, a lot of turnover. Um, what do you take away from this uh, 3-3 Rapids-Timbers tie?
1: Now, I watched a lot of this game. The the snowstorm, the negative 18-degree weather piqued my interest, and it was a wild game. I think we had nine yellow cards, one red card. Uh, Colorado was down to 10 men and uh, their first round pick, Shimmy Shanky, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm sorry if I killed the name. Came off the bench and scored a late a tie goal in basically stoppage time or a 3 3 wild game. Tim Howard made some saves that looked like it was 20 years ago. It was unbelievable flying through the snow. uh This is a fun game to watch. Dago Valeri scored for Portland again. He's going to be a factor for the MVP race. Uh, kai Kamara scored for Colorado. He's going to be scoring a lot of goals from this year. He's yes, he top guy. yes, he is. Yes, he is. Colorado to me is a greatly improved over from last year. They're the team to look out for. They have some veteran MLS guys on this team, uh, playing at a high altitude. They're going to be a tough team. To, Absolutely, and to play.
0: Kellen Acosta, he's playing. He looked yeah. good. He got sent home from US Men's yeah. Team camp, but uh, I mean the, the offense was not the problem here. Uh, again, a three three game in the cold. One at one just an instant classic. I think that's easy to say.
1: Oh, they said it was the lowest temperature game in MLS history. Uh, it was some guys had Eight no long yeah. shirt underneath, which I think is insane. I mean, Absolutely soccer crazy. players are tough. I don't know what is. That was crazy.
0: Okay, moving on um, to a game. I don't really have much else to say about Real Salt Lake 1, Houston Dynamo 1. Of course, Dynamo is playing midweek games in the CCL of this season. Um, not much to see here. Kind of the, the boring of the games going on in that time slot with that uh, previous Timbers Rapids game going on.
1: Yeah, rusnack looked good for like The games the, the parts that watch the game. Uh Mauro Minotto seems to be uh in good form early for Houston as their top scorer. And with the Champions League coming up, they have a big game coming up this week. Uh you know, he they're gonna count on him. I was surprised he got in to play, to be honest with you, but uh, different coaches have different strategies when midweek champions league games with MLS. Uh you can see this past week the Red Bulls rested a lot of their starters. Some teams like Houston, Atlanta, Kansas City did not. We'll yes. see, uh, see how it plays out at the end of the week.
0: We'll see how it happens. Okay, uh, moving on. A result everyone expected. Minnesota taking a 3-2 win in Vancouver. Uh, what are your takeaways there? I think we had a, a pretty interesting lineup going on there. Ibarra yeah. up top. Ibarra, the other Ibarra on the wing. Right and
1: uh well yeah this is my episode of the week i liked uh, minnesota or vancouver i really like what minnesota's done in the offseason again darwin cantero scored a goal Oh, uh, that's a darwin uh, yes calvo on defense uh played very well he also scored in the game the romario Barra had the third goal uh the only thing i like about vancouver you know they know they have the coach marco DeSant- santos supposed to be uh, a well compact defensive team their defense did not live in this game However, I will give them props. Their new uniforms are tremendous. They remind me of oh, the old Oh, Very NFL. nice. Very nice. Oh, with the red number in the back and the white and the blue in the front. Very good. I do want to say one thing in this game. They have a new D P in Vancouver, the Korean kid, Huang In To me, this kid is gonna be really, really good. He's shown a lot of poise on the ball, wasn't scared, uh, looks to attack. Uh, I think they got a real player here in this kid. It's something to watch out for going forward.
0: Awesome. Uh, moving on to the primetime Sunday game. Chicago Fire lost in L.A. to L.A. Galaxy. 2-1 to one was the final score. Um, beautiful, beautiful soccer being played in L.A. once again. Of course, um, you have Zlatan up top.
1: Yeah, the, the whole buzz is about the 16-year-old Efren of Alvarez. Uh, he's always going to play for U.S. and Mexico national teams. No one knows where he's going to go. The kid did not look 16 years old. He was taking on the defenders one-on-one and burning them consistently in this game. He seems to be a future kid that you can't, you know, you know, have to keep your eye on. This kid really, really, really looks good. Uh, again, Zlatan backed it up, game-winning header. Uh, after we're trailing 1-0, Galaxy come back to win 2-1. Again, Chicago did, did look a little better last year. The new goalie, Austin, had a good game. I do like the new mid, uh, attacking player, Frank from Poland. He seems to be a good comp with Katai and Mihailovic yeah, and Scheinsteiger. For sure, for they, sure. they have something going, on. and don't forget, they just signed Nicolas Gaetan from China, the Argentinian playmaker. Uh, so Chicago, I think's gonna be uh, things are looking up for Chicago. That's
0: that's actually a little confusing for me because I wanted Mihailovic this to be his year. He was a player that we were both talking really high of, and he's right. that attacking midfield. And now they're getting a DP attacking midfield. Just I hope he still gets minutes, and I I want to know how they're going to split that up. That midfield just got a lot older again. We were just talking about it getting younger. Now it's mm-hmm. – um, does Matt Mihaljevic move back and play like Schweinsteiger, and Swinsteiger's back on defense again? That's not going to work. We tried that last year. And, uh,
1: I think that my, that my my early prediction is they're going to do a rotation sitting a game out of – since they're a little older. Dax will set out a game. Scheinsteiger will set out a game. Katai will set out a game and they'll rotate until they get their – your playoff time, they'll pick their lineup, and that's what they're going to go with.
0: Maybe uh, instead of two defensive midfielders, there'll be two attacking midfielders and one defensive midfielder. Um, There's yeah, some stuff you have to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: On the road, if we're seeing two strategy versus you play, it could be all come to account in this.
0: Could be, but it seems like it's a need they don't have right now, but you know, Chicago Fire, definitely a team to monitor. We're going to move on. Another result no one really was surprised by. Montreal Impact goes and beats up on San Jose 2-1. Two teams definitely on the downswing, but this San Jose team is off to another terrible start. They were the Wooden Spoon winners from last year. What, was there anything really to look for here?
1: Well, you know, they have the new coach, Mateus Almeida, uh, who coached in Argentina, coached in Mexico. So he's highly regarded as one of the best coaches on this side of the planet. Uh, another goalkeeper, Daniel Vega, is an Argentinian veteran. Uh it was a close game. Uh, Piotti, you know, got a goal. Piotti, one of the best players in the league. You can't go wrong with playing fantasy, especially. He's one of my favorites. Player to look really good was the safer Tater, who scored a second goal for Montreal. Uh, yeah, he had, a great, yeah, I think he he had, had a great year
0: last season, too.
1: Yeah, uh, they're expecting big things from him. And if he's already scoring a weak one on the road, this, this is a good thing for Montreal. It's a good result for them to go on the road again. And The goal by uh, San Jose by their DP, the Swedish uh, guy uh, Magnus Eriksson, was good, uh, but... San Jose, to me, is is a rebuilding process. I know they'll probably win more than four games than last year, but this does not look like a playoff team so far. to me.
0: Absolutely did not look like that to me either. Another result that didn't surprise many people, Seattle's a really tough place to play soccer, and they beat FC Cincinnati 4-1. We talked about that game a little bit earlier um, with Morris and uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz. FC Cincinnati had that great uh, Bertone. Uh, first goal in history, which is definitely something to hang their hats on, but not much else in the result later on that Sunday night game, Saturday night game. Sorry. Okay. Moving on to Sunday night, everyone knows I love this result. I picked DC as the upset one of the week. They beat Atlanta United 2-0 at home, shut Atlanta out. The only shutout of the season so far and Atlanta played most of their starters. I think Gressel. Was on the bench, and I think maybe one other. PT Martinez. Uh, well, PT Martinez. Was yeah, he in. did
1: start. Right. Yeah, he came in later. He did not start. I think they both
0: subbed in. Um, Elaine United is going to have a problem if they start underestimating opponents. And DC won. And I made money, which is exactly what we're looking for here.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Areola, Acosta, and Rooney, the, the big three, played great. And uh, Guzman second and was weak on that second goal. Uh, DC nine one two nothing. They pressured a lot. I know, I know they were home. Uh, Atlanta seemed a little tired playing, you know, I guess was, that was their third game in six days of the Champions League action. Back and forth from Central America.
0: It was cold. But, it was wet. It was something a lot yeah. of these players may not be used to. It's tough and, game. Uh, to me, one game.
1: player that's one player that's Atlanta's counting on and so far he's off to a slower start is their DP Barco, the kid. Yeah. He, every time he seems to be one on one with the goal, he misses the net, or he's nervous, or he shanks it left and right. I mean, he's getting opportunities; he's just not converting them.
0: He's, he's he got to get Converting
1: right. them with Joseph Martinez, they're going to be you know, they're going be tough. They're going to be tough for one. sure. And it's he's yeah. going
0: to. It's just it's just a matter of time. He's very young still. He was a youth DP mm-hmm. for them last season. Um, the yeah. one player that stuck out for me here was Luciano Acosta. Great game, great player. Walks away with a couple points for my fantasy team. Um. Really good stuff from DC United to start the season. We have,
1: yeah, like, like we said, Ariola, Costa, and and Rooney. They're going to go as far as those three go. And and the, the new uh, midfielder they picked up from uh, Argentina, uh, Rodriguez, I do believe his name is. He was very good, also. Absolutely.
0: Now let's finish up Sunday night's game: Sporting KC against uh, LAFC in LA, in a dramatic last-second goal. LAFC takes the game 2-1, and I won my Sunday night parlay. Again, we're making money. This is a game we all predicted, but I think we had LAFC up by a couple more than one last-minute goal, and, and I was getting nervous there for a second.
1: Hey, this is an excellent game. This is a possible Western Conference a final preview, two excellent teams. Uh, Sporting Kansas City came out. They played their top lineup They did not rest anyone from the Champions League, and they took an early lead on name and goal. Uh LAFC, the, the home field advantage, that place looks like it's a intimidating place to play. Fans are wild over there, and uh, they came back strong. And uh, the sub Diamante came in for Christian Mears in injury time and put a great goal in uh, and, you know, to lead them to a 2-1 victory. That's for sure.
0: Okay, let's continue on now. That was week one. Now, week two starts Saturday at 1 o'clock when the Orlando City... SC goes to Chicago to face the fire. What do you have here, Alex?
1: Uh, I'm going to take Chicago one nothing in this game. Uh, they're going to be home. They played pretty good in L.A. They were fortunate not to win the game. Uh, I don't like Orlando uh, on the road, especially last year. They were terrible. I know they got new some new faces, but uh, I'm going to go Chicago. They're home opener I'm with the one nothing win in this game.
0: All right, next up in New England, the New England Revolution play against the Columbus Crew.
1: I had a hard time picking this game. Uh New England it's a tough place to play in New England even though they, they don't sell out with that turf on the Tom Brady field or the uh the revolution seem to win a lot of games when they're not supposed to at home. I'd take a two two game with this Columbus. Uh I don't know which way to go. I like Columbus's firepower, Zardis. I expect to score in this game. Um let's go with two two in this game.
0: All right. Three thirty L.A. Galaxy against FC Dallas and what should be one of the matchups of the week, a game I'm certainly going to be watching. Who do you have for us there?
1: Uh, I'm expecting a high-scoring game in this one. I got the Galaxy 3-2 in this one uh, on the road winning a game. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to call up since so it's a road team, but as uh, Zlatan, I expect to score at least one in his game. Uh, I do like the Galaxy uh, compared to last year with, you know, what happened at the end of last year? They faded in the playoffs. This year, they seem to be—they figured out their DP situation, getting rid of Gio de Santos. Uh, they're all on the same page. Zlatan's motivated. Galaxy three-two in this game.
0: Awesome. Next up, Montreal Impact going to Houston to play against the Dynamo. Uh,
1: it's gonna, game, is it going to go be ugly? On.
0: Is it going to be ugly?
1: This could be ugly this again. Could be ugly. We got Champions League to factor midweek for Houston. Depending on that result, what they will bring home versus Montreal. Uh, I'm going to take Houston 1-0 in this game. Uh, I don't see Montreal winning a second game in a row on the road. Uh, Houston home is usually pretty good, even though they might be tired from Champions League. I'm going to take Houston 1-0 in this game. It's almost
0: going to be like a vacation going from Montreal to Houston for those impact players. We'll see how that uh, helps their form. Moving on now. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps visit Real Salt Lake at 6 on Saturday.
1: Uh, I like Real Salt Lake at home in this one. I'm going to go Real Salt Lake 2, Vancouver 1. Uh, Vancouver last week uh, defensively did not look good. Uh, they're going on the road. Salt Lake home opener. Mike Peck, you know is going to have those boys fired up in this game. Salt Lake
0: 2-1. Absolutely. Okay now another game that can be really ugly one of the worst from last season against one of the best from last season 8 o'clock that's as prime time as it gets on a Saturday Minnesota United is going into San Jose to beat up on the San Jose Earthquakes only question is by how many how many
1: I'm, t- I'm still taking I, I know it's crazy to take a, a team to win two straight road games but I'm taking Minnesota in this game but only by 2-1 to one margin uh, San Jose uh, their coach is you know, like I said, we talked earlier, very highly expected. I don't see him getting lit up at home. Minnesota, asking them to win a second road game row is risky, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, I like Alonzo in the midfield. They stabilized the, their uh, midfield. We talked about Cantero before. They have Aiko Parr in the back to solidify the defense. Uh, good things are looking up this year for Minnesota. I like Minnesota in this game,
0: 2-1. All right, the 10 o'clock game is going to be Colorado Rapids visiting the Seattle Sounders. What's your take there?
1: I got a high-scoring game this one. I'm predicting high-scoring this one. I'm going to take Seattle 3, Colorado 2 in this one. Uh, I'm expecting wide-open play in this game. Jordan Morris, Rui Diaz, we have Kay Kamara, Benny Freyhaber. Uh, you're going to see a lot of action this game. I'm to, With Seattle at home, very difficult to beat. Take a wrong take Seattle every time they're home, so Seattle 3, Colorado 2.
0: Okay, that's exactly you. I think you read my mind on that one. I was thinking Seattle 3. Colorado 2, good, good pick, good pick. On Sunday, we have a couple more games. We have four on the main slate here. 3 o'clock, starts out with D.C. going in and playing against NYCFC. Who's your take here?
1: I'm taking D.C. United 2-1 over New York City in this one. Uh, D.C. United so far looks very good. New York City FC, I'm a little worried about their defense. Uh, They lost David Villa. I know it's their home opener. They did not look sharp last week in Orlando. I know it's a tough place to play in that little band box we call yankee stadium you know it seems like there's 50 people on the field not a lot of room to operate but uh acosta rooney Ariola. One DC United over
0: New York City, for sure, for sure. And again, Rooney was kind of you know a, a big foot, but a kind of a finesse guy overseas. And he he has been looking good in MLS. He's taking nothing. He's he's dropping the elbows, taking them right back. I think it's going to be a physical one. But I I'm thinking DC two here against uh, NYC FC. The three o'clock game. Philadelphia Union go into play against. Sporting KC, what do we have here?
1: Uh, this could be the best bet of the week. Uh, I see Sporting Kansas City winning by at least two goals. In the Hand- Hand- go, Sporting Kansas- yeah, Kansas City two, Philly zero. Uh, again, Champions League the factor midweek. But we talked about Philly before. I have questions up front about their offense. Uh, Kansas City is really – I know they lost this past week. They've been looking really good in the Champions League. They look good against LAFC. They're unfortunate to lose the game. You know They're down to 10 men. They couldn't hold on you know, to the tie. I'm um, sure. taking Kansas City 2-0 in this game.
0: For sure, and in my pad when I was watching, the one thing I wrote about Philly, I wrote in big capital letters, and I wrote, Do not trust until further notice. They need to show yeah. me something before I'm ever taking them again.
1: I, I mean, don't know they... who's scoring the goals there. I really don't. If it's Corey Burke, I think they're in trouble. Let's see, Let's see if I'm right.
0: Okay, going to the 5 o'clock game, FC Cincinnati. Man, they're having a tough start of the season. They're going into Atlanta to play against Atlanta at home, Atlanta United FC. Who are we taking here and by how much?
1: Well, Frank DeBoer, you know, is going to have to win the home opener. Uh, I feel sorry for Cincinnati. The expansion team have to go into city's Ben's Dome. You would assume it's 50,000-plus. uh I know there's Champions League midweek, but I got Atlanta three nothing. It, it's
0: going to be a get-right game for sure, but it's it's going to wear down on the season. You can't be playing your starters every single game, and something's got to give here. So, I'm um, going to be interesting to watch. Oh, Frank,
1: Frank the board cannot lose this game at home. Oh uh, no, no, no! They're they're so, winning this so, game. They're that's that's why I'm assuming he's going to play his starters regardless of. Uh, Champions League action. He needs to win this game and send a message.
0: All right, and the last game on Sunday, 7.30, as Portland Timbers go to play LAFC.
1: This is a tough game. I didn't know which Very way to go, game. but LAFC at home. Uh, again, I see LAFC is going to eat this one out, 2-1. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being a tie. Portland's a, you know, Portland's an excellent team, but LAFC at home. Rossi, uh, Vela. Bob Bradley, coach of the team, they're expecting big things this year. Some some uh, people are picking them to go all the way. So I'm going to go LAFC 2-1 in this game over Portland.
0: All right. And you could actually watch them on ESPN. They had There was a series on LAFC during the offseason. Um, I haven't oh, gotten to tune excellent. in yet, but maybe yeah, maybe this week. Show. Maybe this week I'll get some time. Yeah. Okay. Those are all our games and our predictions. Now comes the important part, guarantee of the week. Very easy for me. Minnesota is going to go into San Jose and take three points. No doubt about it. That's my guarantee of the week. Sir Alec, what is your guarantee of the week?
1: I hate to do it, but it's, I think it's too easy. It's Atlanta, three, Cincinnati, nothing. Atlanta's going to cover and win easy.
0: All right. So That's my lock of the week. Minnesota yeah. and Atlanta locks of the week. Upset of the week time. Alec, what do you have for us there? Upset of the uh, week.
1: That you know, I took uh, two things. I'm looking at DC United over New York City, or either Galaxy over Dallas. Let's go with. Uh, I'm going to take DC United two over NYC. That'll be my upset of the week.
0: All right, on the road. I am going to take. Oh, and that was mine. <laughs> you took mine. I'm going to go with. I'm a gambling man, and uh, we're actually recording this Monday to release on Wednesday, so the the betting lines aren't out yet. But I think LAFC is going to be a big big home favorite and I think Portland Timbers have just what it takes so my upset pick of the week is going to be the Portland Timbers late on Sunday night definitely going to be a game um, that's, that's a tough game Yeah, nationally been- televised everyone's going to be watching and, and I think Portland has what it takes they've shown us quite a bit and it's, it's going to be a tough game you took my pick, so I have to take the Portland Timbers here. Yeah, I, I, do, I could
1: I, I could change my pick. I did like Galaxy over Dallas. That's an upset too.
0: What's done is done,
1: Alex. You got it. What's
0: done is done. This week MLS odds didn't come out until Wednesday, so we had her film this portion of the video separately but we have some really good takes for you and I I took a look at it this morning there's some really good places where we're going to win some money this week so let's take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook. The first thing that I noticed jumped right out at me we watched DC United play we watched DC United win last week they are playing in New York against NYCFC they are the underdog and they are getting plus 340 this week which is a huge margin one of the biggest of the week and they are a team i predict to win for every dollar you place on dc united this week you get three dollars and 40 cents back right there two dollars win 680 that's my first uh low cash bet of the week now when i see that bet i know that's the one that i want to parlay so i combine that with our sure thing of the week and that's atlanta united playing in fc cincinnati That is my two-team parlay, D.C. United and Atlanta United. A $2 bet wins you $10.47. I think that is a lock. That is easy money. I just don't understand this line. Moving on, Minnesota United is plus 210 against San Jose Earthquakes in San Jose. It's another one I want a big part of. I'm taking that for every dollar you put down, you win $2.10. Not a game I want heavily invested in, but a fun little pick. Portland Timbers are plus 350 in LAFC. Now, this is a risky bet. LAFC is playing very good soccer, but anytime I see 350 plus 350 on a soccer game, that's something I want in. So I took in Minnesota game, I took Minnesota United and Portland Timbers. Minnesota United and Portland Timbers. On a $2 parlay, the winner gets $25.90. Now, this is for riskier players, but I definitely think that is almost a lock. um, Something I'm really, really, really looking forward to playing this weekend. I want you guys to be smart this week because there's a lot of difficult games to predict here. But I think if we get the right amount, match two on a parlay, we're going to make some money again this week take a look at your local sports book i suggest fanduel that's what i use and those are the odds i read keep in mind the websites a lot of times take a little cut too but i i think with these bets we're putting ourselves in a really good place to cash out again this week is there anything else to leave us with today alex
1: no, hope uh, opening weekend was crazy. Uh, I think only four home teams won out of all the slates. There was a bunch of ties. A lot of lot ties. lot of scoring. If you like scoring, this was the week to watch. It was wide open. Uh, same thing in Champions League play. A lot of goals for the Champions League play uh, begins this week. MLS has four teams in the quarterfinals. Uh, something to get excited about. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for the MLS teams, obviously, in the Champions League, see how far they can get. So if you're MLS or, uh, you know, soccer fan in North America, this is a great time to be a fan right now. A lot of great games on TV coming up this week.